재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, according to pundits, there seems to be some solidifying in the races of the various uh, primaries. On the Republican side, it does appear that uh, one Donald Trump is emerging as a frontrunner. And after a protracted uh, standoff between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders on the Democratic side, it does look like Hillary Clinton now enjoys an advantage. To get more analysis on what's going on, as well as a sort of a postmortem on the results of Super Tuesday, we are pleased to have joining us from the University of Cambridge, American history professor Gary Gersel. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Um, My pleasure. This is probably one of the more exciting times for political pundits, for political junkies out there. There's just some amazing things going on in the United States. Uh, First, your, uh, I suppose, overview and reaction to the results of Super Tuesday. Well, uh, Donald Trump continues to uh, surprise. I think there was an expectation uh, that either Rubio, probably Rubio, uh, or Cruz would slow his momentum. Uh, That has not happened. Rubio fell back. Cruz advanced somewhat. Uh, And uh, what a lot of experts have been saying for a very long time, which is that at some point Trump would be stopped, I think we're at the point where uh, that is no longer the case. I think he's the odds-on favorite now to get the nomination on the Republican side. Um, And the only hope really for the Republican establishment, I think, is to is for a kind of brokered convention where he does not have enough delegate votes to get nominated on the first ballot. <laughs> and so the convention delegates are freed after the first ballot, and then the hope is that some other candidate might come to the fore. Uh, it is extraordinary because Trump is someone who's not been taken very seriously by many uh, experts in the United States. And so his rise, his popularity is clearly um, the most remarkable event of this political season and one of the more remarkable political events in America in a very long time. Uh, I think Clinton solidified uh, her position. Uh, Sanders gave her an unexpected run. I think he's pulled her more to the left than she was comfortable moving. I think she's much more attuned now to questions of inequality. I think the same kind of populist surge fueling Trump is also uh, fueling Sanders. But as someone who calls himself a socialist has never been elected president of the United States, and I don't think that's likely to change this year. So I think Clinton's path to the nomination right now is pretty secure. Pretty secure. There are grumblings on the left that they wouldn't be happy with Clinton as the nominee. But if you look at some of the uh, polling results, at least as far as uniting behind the the front runner with Clinton there does seem to be a bit more unity there on the republican side professor you mentioned how the only hope for the establishment would be if you if you don't have an alternative a a guy who's going to be able to win the majority of delegates heading into cleveland for the convention the only path to stop Trump then would be to prevent him from getting a majority of those delegates. If they do so, they can go into the convention. Uh, they can have these delegates now unbound and, and vote for whoever they want, uh, perhaps Mitt Romney, who gave a scathing speech uh, today uh, denouncing Trump's candidacy. But all of that, if the establishment wants to do that, how does that in their calculations, I suppose, not lead to a very destructive uh, factor for the party where they're essentially going to have to say, well, it looks like it's going to be Hillary Clinton's presidency to lose. 
Well, this is uh, this is a dire time for the Republican Party in the United States. I think one can say that the Republican Party the last 40 years has been the most powerful and coherent ideological force in American politics, uh, committed to uh, free markets, uh, s- small governments, um, social conservatism. Uh, and uh, that uh, ideology is now in a lot of trouble. Uh, one of the very interesting features about Trump is that it's not clear that he's a Republican. Some Republicans are upset about his uh, his crudeness, uh, his insults, his uh, foreign policy, his, his bigotry, right. um, foreign policy. Uh, other Republicans are more upset about the fact that should he be elected, the positions that are very dear to them, quite a, quite apart from his, his his personality and his personal style. Uh, the positions that are dear to them are not what matter to him. In other words, they believe, and this may be true, that he's as much a Democrat uh, as a Republican. He is, on the one hand, an outgrowth um, of a certain style of politics that has been part of the Republican Party for a long time, that delights in the hurly, hurling of invective um, and, and insults and trading in a certain kind of bigotry. Uh, so he is a product of that on the one hand. But on the other hand, his positions undermine uh, those many of the positions that Republicans hold most dear. So uh, th- this is uh, this is what makes uh, Trump's popularity so troubling. Uh, he can't be stopped, and, and yet he's not even truly in his heart a Republican. And this is what okay. is posing what many Republicans feel is a mortal dilemma and choice for them, that some of them are even talking about voting for Hillary over him because – uh, she would be a better option um, for the country and better to have someone, right. a Democrat, who calls herself a Democrat than, than one who calls himself a Republican. Or fielding perhaps a third candidate uh, who they can uh, be on board with. But uh, there is an argument that's being made, Professor, that perhaps uh, the Republicans, basically that old saying that you reap what you sow and trying to co-opt all these diverse elements, whether it's the Tea Party, whether it's very strong nativist, uh, very nationalist, maybe uh, even some would say xenophobic uh, elements of society into the party, which is really what is speaking to the passion for Trump. You have the movement conservatives who are more for Cruz, maybe some of the neocons and the traditional conservatives who are for someone like Rubio. But um, that coalition, I suppose, has just now completely fallen apart, right? Yes, it, it has fallen apart. And I think what this election is revealing and, and what needs to be paid close attention to uh, underneath um, all, the, all the screaming is that uh, there is a very strong part of the Republican base in this country that feels that the Republican establishment and also uh, various groups like the Tea Party no longer really speak for them, that Mm. there are issues um, going unaddressed. And I think it's very important to take Trump seriously in this way, that there are these are mostly white, working class, lower middle class voters who feel as though their their situation in life has been pretty steadily declining over the last 20, 25 years. It seems to be declining both under Democrats and Republicans. They no longer have faith in traditional economic formulas that the Republicans offer for curing the economy. They want something else. And uh, what we're hearing is a is a, a populist cry on the part of not all the people, but a portion of white America, which says we are in decline, we, we are suffering. Uh, and uh, Trump is paying attention to our issues and offering a series 
of reforms and policies that will address us. And I think it's very uh, important for the Republican leadership, if they want to recover from this debacle, uh, to begin to rethink uh, their policies, their programs, uh, so that uh, a base that they have counted on will return to policies that they themselves feel more comfortable with. But it's it's really a, a crisis, a, a mortal crisis in right. the Republican Party. You're, you're almost describing it as an existential crisis for the party as it stands right now. It, it, it does, we're looking way far ahead, but if we're assuming uh, with the remaining states and if uh, Trump, if you believe the polls, will be able to lock down the majority by wins in Ohio and in Florida and uh, Clinton continues her path to to getting the necessary delegates. This is not necessarily something that the uh, the Clinton camp can be gleeful about, right? If it's going to be Trump versus Clinton, it's not in the bag and they can't I suppose underestimate Donald Trump and this is a situation where we're saying we don't know the the pulse of the electorate yet where how much passion there is for this sentiment that something is seriously wrong in the country that uh, I suppose is not without the realm of possibility that Donald Trump could be the next president of the United States. Uh, it is no longer out of the realm of possibility. That's, that's, that's the new reality that we're, we're dealing with. I think, I think Clinton would be favored. Uh, I think uh, that there are limits to Trump's appeal. We have to remember that the votes that have been counted so far are only the votes of Republican partisans. Uh, there's a big America out there. Um, much of that America is composed of uh, immigrants, their children, their grandchildren, um, Mexicans, Asians, uh, African Americans. Um, the the uh, electoral math does increasingly favor a democrat because america is increasingly becoming a non-white society right. uh and so there are certain built-in limits to um trump's appeal uh, i think clinton would be favored but i think we have to recognize that there are new um political forces uh and sentiments that have been unleashed uh, and they're uh, unpredictable right. and also Hillary Clinton is, on the one hand, very experienced, um, 25-year veteran of Republican attacks. She knows how to respond to them, but she's also made herself vulnerable mm. in a variety of ways. And okay. that vulnerability is going to be exposed. It's it's right. it's going to be widened by the Republicans. And also there's a enthusiasm factor on the Democratic side. In other words, a lot of support for her is more dutiful than enthusiastic, right. uh, a sense that she's in the past and doesn't really represent okay. the future. We're gonna if have she's to... going to win, she's going to have to turn out her troops in Obama-like numbers. Right. And um, it may be that the threat of Trump well, and that, the threat yeah. of a conservative Supreme well, Court is enough to do that. That is uh, going to be something... it remains that... to be seen whether it will, in fact, happen. It does indeed. Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Soul City News, up next.